Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I Love Lucy 2, Episode 8. Well, today, the award goes to... Well, let's start talking about awards for a while. The very first season of I Love Lucy, Lucille Ball was nominated for an Emmy Award. Sure, it was no surprise to anyone that she was nominated. After all, I Love Lucy was the number one show on television after the very first episode. And by the end of season one, they had basically changed the way uh, society works, basically. Department stores started changing their hours because no one was in this store. They were all home watching I Love Lucy. Pat Bell reported record loads in telephone and in telegraph during that half an hour that I Love Lucy was on television. I know my phone didn't ring. So it was no surprise when she was nominated for an Emmy Award. Uh, it was the number one show, like I said. So she was expected to be just not just nominated, but she was also expected to win. Big shock. She did not win. Nope, she didn't. And the award goes to Red Skelton. Red Skelton won the award, the Emmy Award that year. And Mr. Skelton politely walked to the podium and said these words. You gave this to the wrong redhead. You should have given it to Lucille Ball and politely walked off stage. He was right, very humble and very correct. And the following year, she did win. So I guess Mr. Skelton predicted that. Uh, 1953, Desi Arnaz won one of the 10- Best Dressed Men Award, along with Rex Harrison, Danny Kaye, and President Eisenhower. And Lucy won an Emmy that year for Best Comedian. It was a good year for the family. You know, a very good year, and deservedly so. 1956-57 season, they would move the show to Connecticut for a fresh start. Not that there was anything wrong with I Love Lucy on the set in New York, but let's do something different. And the Connecticut move, in my opinion, was a great, great move. At the time, uh, in their personal life, Desi Arnaz was not just moving the show to Connecticut. He was also, at the same time, opening his nightclub in New York called The Babaloo. So things were going very well for Desi Arnaz as well as Lucy Arnaz, uh, Lucille Ball. Everything was blossoming, fame, fortune, recognition. Awards were flying in every direction by the 80s for Lucille Ball. The Lifetime Achievement Award, just to name a few here. The Lifetime Achievement Award she received at the Kennedy Center. The Lifetime Achievement Award in Comedy from the American Comedy Academy, Woman of the Year from Harvard, the Eastman Kodak Second Century Award, that's a biggie, the Emmy Governor's Award from the Academy of Television Arts and Science. Wow, that was all in one year. 
ladies and gentlemen. All those awards were given to Lucille Ball in one year. Some don't get that many in a lifetime. And Lucy appreciated them all, each and every one of them. And she would continue to win awards throughout the years to come. Some of the awards, however, made her sad because she thought and felt that the awards were just given to her, you know, because she was Lucille Ball and that she really hadn't earned them. I don't agree. Not true, Lucy. And I think deep down inside, you knew you were America's favorite redhead and you deserved every award you received. So let the awards flow. And the statues as well. The statues of Lucille Ball are everywhere. Museums, office buildings, movie studios, theaters, from New York to California. They don the lobbies of museums in Jamestown, Palm Springs, Hollywood, and in Dallas. There is a beautiful statue of Lucille Ball and a plaque with one of her famous quotes that states, You really have to love yourself to get anything done in this world. End quote. That's, that's a lot. And, and she did. She loved herself and she got a lot done. We cannot, cannot forget the 1989 Oscars. Do you remember that one? Oh, Gosh, yes. When Lucille Ball and Bob Hope stepped out on that stage, walking all slow and confident, Lucy was wearing that long, sexy black dress with the split, ah, showing off those showgirl legs that she still stepped with. The audience went wild. Standing ovation, cheers, screams. The smile it brought to Lucy's face, oh, wow, it just lit up the room. Lucy was crying. The audience was crying. Happy tears were flowing all over the room. If you have not watched that, uh, find it. Watch it and treat yourself. It, it, It was really good to see her that happy after all the happiness and smiles that she had given us. It was nice to be able to give her a smile of recognition for all her hard work and determination because, (laughs) at least we not forget, they did tell her that she would never make it in show business. (laughs) I'd send them a Christmas card every year going, guess what? (laughs) Okay, posthumously, posthumous, okay, anyway. In 2001, and I really wish this had been done earlier, I, I really wish this particular award that, Lucy received could have been given to her when she was able to be alive to receive it. And it didn't come until 2001. And that's that's the part I regret. Anyway, in 2001, Lucille Ball was added to the Women of Stellar Accomplishments and Achievements in the National Women's Hall of Fame in Seneca Falls, New York know why that's special, right? This was a very special award for trailblazers like, duh, Lucille Ball. This is also where the very first, first women's rights convention was held in 1848. 
Now that's what makes it special. It's an award for trailblazing women and women's contributions and achievements. Who other, who better, and why not Lucille Ball? If you have not looked at the history of women's rights or read anything about the history of the Women's Rights Convention, I want you to look at a website called hrw.org. hrw.org. It is a great resource. You'll thank me later. All the awards were special to Lucy and Desi, though, because they had worked so hard and sacrificed so much to deliver comedy to us every night. Yay. But not all the awards were, shall I say, enjoyable. Not the best night for Desi Arnaz. Not so much Lucy, which, well, I'm sure if he didn't have a good night, she didn't have a good night either. But not the best night for Desi Arnaz was the night of the ninth Emmy Awards. Later they changed the name of the award to the um, Primetime Emmy Awards. But the ninth Emmy Award was hosted by Desi Arnaz. March 1957, Desi Arnaz hosted the ninth Emmy Awards. Uh, Not Lucy and Desi, just Desi. But that was fine because he was very popular, very well known by then, just as uh, known as his wife. And Desi Arnaz was known to be a very professional person in the industry. So it was apropos, It it made sense to have him, right? to host the awards. Uh, He was the picture of perfection. Every day, showed up for work. Every day, always there. Whoever needed, he was there. But this night was quite different. Desi was struggling. He was uh, struggling very badly at this time with alcohol. He had a lot on his plate, maybe too much all at once. And he uh, fell on alcohol for a while. And it was hard to hide that night especially. He was visibly sweating. His dialogue was confused. He kept telling these jokes that were not funny. And the audience didn't understand or respond. And seemed to go on forever. It was not his best night which I'm sure it was not Lucy's best night as well, because it was not the usual Desi swag. But he got it together. Lucy got him a doctor, started working hard like he did on everything else. He started working hard on himself. Got it together, as we all know, and continued to soldier on as the head of Desi Lou Studios. I mean, come on, Desi Arnaz? This, that's the guy. That's the that's the guy. That's the guy with the vision. That's the guy. So, you know, we knew he was going to get it together. Plus, he was very accomplished. Desi Arnaz actually has not one, but two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Did you know that? There are two of them. One is off 63rd and Hollywood Boulevard. That one is for motion pictures. Uh... 
I believe the second one is off 65th and Hollywood Boulevard. And that one is for his contribution to television. So, I mean, come on, two stars? That's that's really great. And each of them, I believe, in my opinion, my personal opinion, I believe they deserved every award they received and probably more, you know, they pro- because they created a lot. They discovered a lot. Uh, Desilu, one of the best discoveries, I think. <laughs> one of the best additions. I don't know if it was a discovery, but one of the best additions. Little Ricky. Little Ricky Ricardo. Uh, that particular discovery came one night when Lucy and Desi were watching the Horace Height Show on NBC when the five-year-old drummer, Keith Troubadour, was introduced as the world's smallest drummer. Wow. Well, Keith Troubadour's performance was so amazing. Lucy and Desi, especially Desi, was so impressed with this five-year-old Keith Troubadour, world's smallest drummer, that days later, Days after seeing him on the Horace Heights show, not months, not weeks, days later, Keith Troubadour was signed to Desilu Studios as Little Ricky. See, Desi, Desi Arnaz moved fast. He saw it. He's like, look at this kid. He's a drummer. I'm a drummer. He looks like me. Let's get him. And he did exactly that. He brought Keith Troubadour to Desilu. And to show you how Desi Arnaz thinks, he didn't just hire Keith Troubadour. He hired Keith's father as well. He put Mr. Troubadour on the payroll at Desi Lou as a publicist. You see, Desi wanted to secure his loyalty. What better way to secure your loyalty? but to bring you on to the cast and bring your father on to the company as a publicist. Jesse Arnaz was no joke when it came to business. And that was the birth of Little Ricky Ricardo. And an already number one hit show became even bigger with the birth of Little Ricky Ricardo. Adding the character Little Ricky brought a whole other layer to the I Love Lucy show. The writers had a chance to expand the other characters as well because they all played parts in Little Ricky's life. And Little Ricky also became a household name in America. It was many, many years later that I personally found out that that was not Desi Arnaz Jr., playing the part of Little Ricky. For years, I thought that was their actual son because uh, he had such a resemblance to Desi Arnaz, which made it an even better discovery and a, a, a more comfortable fit. You know, I mean, when it came to television and when it came to innovation, these two, these two, they were a pair to be reckoned with, not just television, don't forget Lucy did Broadway. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She did Broadway. Television, movies, and Broadway. December 1960, Lucille Ball portrayed on a play. What was her role? I don't remember the name of her character. Call me. Let me know what that was. But anyway, the musical called Wildcat. It was a play by Cy Coleman of Sweet Charity. Uh, it was a play called Wildcat. Lucille Ball played a major role, and it was a big su- success. The audience loved it, and the critics gave it great reviews. And they enjoyed Lucille Ball's performance in the play. So she covered she covered all three, television, movies, Broadway. Come on, it's Lucy. She did it. But in the midst of playing on Wildcat, Lucy's health caused her to leave the show, unfortunately. Uh, she wasn't able to continue. It was probably very draining because when a play, you can't stop and cut like, like when you're doing television. You've got the people sitting right in front of you. You've got to keep going. And it's a constant physical drain. And her body, you know, needed a rest and it took a toll on her. And they had to, unfortunately, uh, close the show because without Lucy, there was no show. They couldn't replace Lucy in the play. It wouldn't have been the same. The audience would not have accepted uh, someone else in that role. They were, It was a Lucy thing as far as they were concerned. So they ended up just closing the show. In only a few months, I wonder how long it would have gone. How long would that play have ran if Lucy's health hadn't uh, insisted that she pull out? But she got a little rest, recuperation, and she's back. <laughs> of course she's back. Come on, it's Lucy. In 1962, Lucy's back in peak condition, back in front of the cameras, her favorite place to be. And when she returned to television on October 1st, 1962, with The Lucy Show. Da, 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 da. The Lucy Show as the widow Lucy Carmichael. <laughs> she brought along with her her friend Vivian Vance to play by her side as the divorced roommate and friend Vivian Bagley. <laughs> yes, they're back together again, ladies. Uh, she also brought an old friend. Very old friend. Not not very old friend. Friend she'd had for a long time. Oh, anyway. Uh, Gail Gordon. She had been working with Gail Gordon since her radio days. In 1949, they started working together, actually, on the radio. I think it was called My Perfect Husband or something. Um, she brought him along on the Lucy Show to play Mr. Mooney. And, and I think the trio did again. Another stellar job, but we weren't surprised. There weren't many things or any things, I think. That's just me. I'm just saying that Lucille Ball did that were not good, not stellar. She always, always gave us her best. She always, always put her best foot forward. It wasn't always a sure step in the beginning, but it never made her stop stepping. 
she kept stepping out. And the Lucy show was no different. And the stars recognized it. The audience recognized it. It was funny. It was popular. And it brought the stars out. Trust me when I say everyone (laughs) wanted to be on the Lucy show. All the stars wanted to be on the Lucy show. And particularly. Practically every other episode had a star-studded cast. You know, they would just like, let me, 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 me. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor was on the Lucy show. Remember that episode? Richard Burton? Oh, yeah, they were on there. Joan Crawford was on there. Danny Kaye. Jack Benny. You know, Jack Benny was Lucille Ball and next-door neighbor and when they lived in Beverly Hills. Um, Jack Benny was also on the show. He's, that guy is so funny to me. I don't even know if he knows how funny he was, but he was so funny. And those two together was just funny waiting to happen. They were just too funny for me. Uh, Joe Namath. Joe Namath was a football star. Baseball? No, football. Joe Namath was on The Lucy Show. He was a football star and, um... He was a spokesperson for Beauty Mist Pantyhose. Uh, I, I'm not sure how those two went together, but I'm sure you know they had their they had they had a reason. Anyway, he <laughs> Joe Namath, football star, pantyhose spokesman on the Lucy Show, uh, as along with so other so many others. But the surprise to me was. The Lucy Show that guest starred Vincent Price. <laughs> I don't know. When I think of Vincent Price, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking horror. I'm thinking the house on Haunted Hill. I'm thinking bats and ghouls and all those kinds of things. Dark clothes, dark colors, dark Vincent. <laughs> but when Vincent Price guest starred on the Lucy show with I with uh, Lucille Ball it was possibly the funniest episode ever they were all funny but because of who he is his character his aura seeing him that way with Lucy was just hysterical Go get that. Go get that. Get the DVD. I think Amazon has it. I don't know. But get it. Get that DVD and watch it. You will not be disappointed. (laughs) And just like the time when Lucy danced vaudeville with George Burns, you know, to top off her 50 years in show business. Remember that? And Ricky always said she had two left feet. Watch her dancing on that stage with George Burns. She showed him a little vaudeville step, step. And to quote Lucille Ball, another one of her quotes says, It's a hell of a start being able to recognize what makes you happy. Wow. It is a hell of a start. Because if you know what makes you happy, you don't waste a lot of time with the other things. Truer words are rarely spoken. Because she's right. You have to be happy with the choices you make for your life, not someone else. You can't live your life 
and my life too. So I have to secure my happiness for my life to make a better me for the people in my life. Get your happy. Get your happy. Insist on it. And if you have to, you have to. Walk away from whatever it is and whomever it is that's standing in the way of getting your happy. I always say this, people. Watch your circle. Watch your circle. When people come to you with things that interrupt your happiness, walk away. Take it somewhere else. Ask yourself why. (laughs) Why would you want to bring that doom and gloom to me anyway? I'm sure you have an agenda. Take your agenda with you when you leave because I'm going to get my happy. Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch I Love Lucy. I'm going to watch the Lucy show. Here's Lucy. And I still watch Stone Pillow because even though it's a drama, like I told you before, there's a lot of comedy in there. So I get my happy people. I hope you get yours. Know your truth and stand in it. Don't compromise. You cannot rewind life. So, keep smiling. And keep laughing. It's the best therapy. Get your happy people. Until next time, I love Lucy too.